Hey, this is Pastor Chris Jane, and I want to thank you for listening to the Hope Church Sermon of the Week. For more information, check out our website, brhope.church. I hope this message is a blessing to you. Enjoy. We watched the most incredible movie last night. Um, I took Jeremiah to the IMAX theater, and we watched this movie called Free Solo about this young man who climbed the face of El Capistan with no rope. No rope, no gear, just his, just his bare hands and a chalk bag. And I mean, it's 3,200 feet, a sheer granite face. It's never been done before. And I mean, it was so inspiring. But it, um, you know, it, it wasn't easy. You know what I mean? And he, and he didn't, this was years in the making, and he failed a couple of times. Well, he didn't fail, because if you fail, you're, you, you die. But he, he abandoned it a couple of times, and, you know, I mean, he really he trained for this, but just reminded me of, and he, he would get hurt, and then he'd have to recover from that, and then, you know, um, it would be ready and then not ready, and ready and not ready, and it just reminded me of just life, life in general. Reminded me of this other story. Um, I think it's like an old Taoist um, story of, of a farmer who had this like prize-winning stallion and uh, the stallion ran away one day and so his neighbor comes over and says, oh, I'm so sorry that your prize stallion ran away. This is terrible. And the, and the farmer says, who knows what is good and what is bad? The next day, the stallion comes back with like a dozen wild horses so now this man is rich in horses, and the, the neighbor comes over and says, wow, this, what an amazing thing. You, you are so lucky. And the farmer says, who knows what is good and what is bad. The next day, while trying to tame one of the wild horses, his son is thrown off and breaks his leg. And the neighbor comes and says, oh, this is tragic. This is so terrible that your son now has a broken leg. And the farmer says, who knows what is good and what is bad. The next day, the army comes along, and they are conscripting young men, forcing them to, f to join them and fight. But the young man's got a broken leg, and so they pass on by. And on and on it goes, you know. It's, you, you get it. It's, it's, it's life, you know. You're, you're on calm seas, and then all of a sudden, a storm is bearing down. The waves are threatening to, to sink your little boat, and then it's calm, and, and then there's waves, and... You know, what, when the waves of life are, are crashing around us, you know, where do we run? You know, just even in our culture, when, when you're really, really in danger, who do you call? You know, when, what number do you call if you're truly in danger? 911. If you've got your Bibles, open them up to Psalm 91 1. Because this is our answer right here. I think of this as, as our spiritual 911. It says, He who dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. Let's pray. Father, I just pray you will reveal exactly what this means. What is the secret? What is the secret place? What is this place where we can hide and abide and dwell and 
all of it in your presence and in your shadow, Father, we want to know. So, Father, I just pray you would un- unravel this for us, reveal yourself to us as we, as we push further into your word this morning. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. So last week, we, we talked a little bit about our, uh, our mission and our vision and our, our values here at Hope Church. The mission of Hope Church is to love God, to love people, and to make disciples. And we've got this incredibly large vision to see Macosta, Osceola, Lake, and Nuego counties discipled and to reach the nations through Ferris State University. That's our Mount Everest, right? It's too big. That's why I put the dominoes on your table. I wanted to remind you of what a domino can do. Does everybody remember? For those of you who weren't here, a domino is a funny thing. It has the ability, the force, when you topple it, it can knock over a domino that is one and a half times its size. And on and on and on. By the by the uh, 21st domino, it's the size of the Eiffel Tower, and by the 31st domino, it's the size of Mount Everest. And so the idea was, we just have to knock over the domino in front of us, right? Because we've got some goals. That's, how we're, that's those dominoes. We've got goals that, uh, that we want to reach. We've got them individually. We've got them as a church. I shared some of them last week. We have a, I have a goal. We have a goal as a church to have a, a fully staffed Sunday morning um, so that uh, the little Joels and, and other little babies of, of our congregation are able to have a, a staffed nursery that they can, that they can uh, be safe in, that our children will be ministered to in a, in a fully staffed children's church, that our adults will be ministered to in a, in a Sunday school, um, you know, discipleship classes, that um, our stage will be full of musicians just once, just once. <laughs> it's been a long time, huh? I don't remember the last time we had a stage full of musicians, but um, again, it's, it's just life. We're, you know, we stay here because we have something constant. We have this hope that is our anchor, right? So we're not swept to and fro. We just, uh, we just continue continue forward. We have a goal to, um, to have midweek discipleship and prayer so that, you know, we're helping people to grow in their, um, in their knowledge of the, of the Lord and in, in their relationship with each other and um, so that people can be trained up to, to lead and to teach and to um, go out and serve. We uh, have a goal to have a fully funded missions budget because we believe in, in being radically generous and we want to see the um, the nations come to, to know Christ and so we want to be a part of that we want to be able to attach the name of Hope Church to what God is doing around the world and we've got a goal to reach one percent of the population of our area you know just one just one percent would be more than this building could could hold and that's a good problem to have but our number one goal if you remember was to hear from God. That's always been our number one goal. The presence of God is our, is our highest value, core value as a church. His presence is, um, is, is number one for us, and we want to be in his presence. We want to hear his voice. And, you know, I, I said last week, it's an awesome thing that we're able to talk to God, but isn't it way better when God talks to us, you know? 
because I've found out over the years that he has better things to say than I do. You know? Things don't change when I talk, but when he talks, universes are created. Amen? And, you know, another of our values is that we believe that every member is a minister. And so one of my goals that I didn't share last week, but I'll share with you now, is that one of my goals is to empower each and every one of you as a minister, to empower and to put you into positions to, to, to minister and to serve because I believe that, um, that God has a place for each one of us in the body. In fact, was it 1 Corinthians 12, right? Verse 18. It says, But God has carefully designed each member and placed it in the body to function as he desires. Diver- a diversity is required. For if the body consisted of one single part, there wouldn't be a body at all. So now that we see that there are many differing parts and functions, but one body. And I love the title of the next part. It says, no competition for importance within the body. One job isn't better than another job. One body part isn't better than a body part. If we were all eyeballs, we would be a monster. If we were all thumbs, we'd be a monster. We've got to have diversity. We've got to have balance. You know, jobs that are visible have always seemed to be given more importance if you're on a platform or you have a microphone. But there, that's not how God sees it at all. There is no competition for importance among the body. And I, and I believe that and I want that to be how our culture is here. And so because I want to empower my people to minister, one of, one of my goals this year is to begin to put people into positions um, where, they, where they're gifted, where they're anointed, and where they can take charge of an area. And so um, the f- some are already, you know, some people kind of already are serving in, in their roles, and we, we kind of understand what they are. But to me, the one that I thought was the most important to put into place first was that of a prayer pastor. Because we believe that without prayer, we labor in vain, right? But that with God, all things are possible. That's one of our values. And so God told me that it was very important, and then he confirmed it through several other people, that, that one of my top priorities was to put a, my prayer people into place told me that over a year ago. I'm just now doing it. So, I mean, don't kick yourselves if you've ever, you know what I mean? Nobody's perfect, right? I mean, uh, if, if you feel like God's been telling you something and you've dropped the ball, just remember, he's like, he's like the dad at a little league game. He's not screaming at you for missing the swing. He's like, that's all right. That's all right. You get the next one. Come on. Come on. Swing again. Swing again. He's forever rooting for you, okay? That's our father. So, um, and actually, I can't take all the blame because I knew a year ago who it was supposed to be. He, he made it very clear. And finally, this last week, our new prayer pastor, Rhonda Bowman, finally uh, felt like God had cleared and given permission for her to step into that role. So she's not with us this morning because she's traveling. But so starting this Wednesday, she, Pastor Rhonda, Bowman, our new prayer pastor, will begin to 
build a, a, a structure uh, of, of not just prayer and intercession um, and prophecy and, and some of those things, but also of instruction so that we can all grow in that. I'm sorry if I'm ignoring this side of the room. There's very few of you this morning. It seems like we're very heavily weighted over here, so I'm focusing my attention on Charlotte mostly, but uh, uh, just preaching, just preaching just to you, audience of one. Um, but anyway, so I'm very excited about that. And there are others um, that also have agreed to some positions, and we'll, we'll be talking about that as we go. But, um, you know, we, I'm still looking for, for pastors. I'm still looking for pastors, and they're going to have to come from this room, or they're going to have to be brought into this room because this is all we've got. <laughs> so if we're it, it's got to come from us. And so we still need help in the area of, uh, of missions, of youth, a family, like a family pastor, um, an associate pastor, a, a technology pastor. We, we need a lot of, there's a lot of opportunities to, to serve. So if you feel like God has anointed you and given you a, a calling for something like that, I want to encourage you that um, I, want to, I want to support you. I want to empower you. Um, you know, that, I mean, we have a shared mission and vision, but within that, I think there's a lot of room for us all to um, kind of hear from God and, and take the ball and, and run with it. So anyway, very excited uh, about that, and, and I hope when you see her next, you'll um, thank her for that and um, help her, with, you know, in any way that, that she needs. So, oh, <clears throat> um, I think it's important also as we're, you know, beginning this new year that we do... Um, kind of take stock of where each of us are at in our own prayer lives. And um, I think it's so important that we make a priority of prayer. And I'm, again, I'm, I'm preaching to myself just as much as anybody. Um, I, I know how easy it is to set aside time and then just uh, the time's gone. You check off some boxes. Maybe you run through your prayer list and then you're out the door and you realize, wow, I didn't listen to him at all. I mean, I just talked a bunch. That's if I even pray. I mean, you know, sometimes by the time you're done reading a little scripture and it, it, there, there went the time, you know, it's, it's gone. So I just wanted to, um, I just want to encourage you um, because the power of heaven is unlocked on earth when uh, when we devote ourselves to the secret place. All right? That's, a, that's just a truth. When we devote ourselves to the, the secret place of the Most High God, that's when heaven's power gets unlocked here. And I feel like we all know that. We know there's more. We know there's a higher calling on our lives and there's, there's more power in this, in this thing that we're doing, but, but we, don't, we don't go for it. We're kind of just, all right, status quo, status quo. And I mean, again, first one to raise my hand and say, that's me. But it's like, it's one of the best kept secrets of our faith, right? The joy and the blessing that's found in that secret place of prayer when you're cultivating a secret life with God, right? I mean, just imagine it. You're in your little nook, your little prayer closet, and you're curled up and you've got the living word of God spread out before you and Jesus himself is standing beside you and the 
Holy Spirit is gently washing your heart and you know, the, the, your love is awakened as you meditate on his word, on the gracious word of his mouth. Your spirit is ignited. Your mind is renewed. You talk to him and he talks to you in that intimate language of friendship. Is there anything better than that? <sighs> but hell will do everything in its power to keep you from that. It will do everything in its power to twist things, to manipulate things, to keep you busy. The church is very good at keeping you busy. You know, you can get so busy doing the right things that you're not spending any time with the right person. Hell will focus on keeping you busy and draining all your energy and your time so that there's none left for the secret place. It's a sad thing, you know, because we all know that, that that secret life with God is critical and yet, you know, we struggle to maintain it as like a daily part of our lifestyle. You know, we know what living as a Christian could be but we feel like powerless to, to really change it. We keep returning over and over again to sources that are no source. You know, you're tired at the end of, the, of, of a day, looking to get revitalized, and we plop down in front of the TV, thinking that that distraction will somehow renew us when really we're just left empty for the millionth time, right? Or we even come to, to a church on a Sunday morning hoping that, that the pastor's prayer life will somehow renew us, that us hearing a sermon will be enough that we'll be able to somehow feed off of, off of their secret life with the Lord. And it just, you come up short every time. If that's your only meal of the week, you're going to be a skeleton, right? But I don't want to, I'm not criticizing, and I don't want to be another condemning voice. I want the best for you. You know, I want to encourage you. Um, I want to encourage all of us to, to say yes to this, to this invitation, to this invitation to make a secret life with God, to make that a regular part of our life. To get, to be like Jesus, to get up early, get away somewhere, close the door, and, and have that, that secret, intimate, just between you and him time that you can build and build and build over, over years. Man. Just remember, nobody's perfect. You know, I, I heard this story, and I don't even know if it's true, but uh, it was about Persian rug makers. You guys know what a Persian rug is? I, honestly, in my family, we, we, lend, we, we were more of a, of, a, of, a, of a shag carpet family. That's more where our taste were at. I never even saw a real Persian rug till I was an adult, and I think it was in a museum. I mean, they're very, very valuable, and they're, they're works of art. Well, I, was, I heard this story, and I thought it was beautiful, that um, Persian rug makers intentionally leave one flaw in each rug because they, because they believe that only God is perfect, and they want to stay humble. And I want you to remember that. You know, even the very best in the world know that they're not, they're not perfect, all right? 
So that gives us all sorts of slack because I'm nowhere even close to that. So just remember, God is your greatest fan. You know, when, when you neglect the secret place, he's not disappointed in you. He's disappointed for you. Right? Remember that. Just remember that. He's forever rooting for you. He's forever saying, don't worry about it. You'll get the next one, son. You'll get the next one, daughter. Come on, take another swing. Take another swing. When we put our childlike faith in Christ, Christ's performance record is credited to us. Remember that. We trade our report card for his. I just want to encourage you, take hold of that truth for yourself. He who dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. When we learn to dwell in the secret place of the Most High, we're positioning ourselves to discover the keys to true kingdom fruitfulness. Okay, reproductive power is unlocked in the shadow of the Almighty. This is um, just an amazing truth, and I think one of the best examples of this truth in the Bible is in Cornelius. Okay, if you guys remember Cornelius, he was the first Gentile believer. He paved the way for all of us. And the Bible tells us that he was um, a righteous man. They list four things to describe his, his piety. They say he gave regularly to the poor, he lived a holy lifestyle, he practiced fasting, and he adhered to the secret place of prayer. Okay? And it was because of those four pursuits that God filled Cornelius and his family with the Holy Spirit and made them the first fruits of all Gentile believers. What an amazing legacy. I bet he couldn't even believe how God had honored him. It was like God said, you know, Cornelius, because of your passionate convictions for the secret place, your life is the kind of example I could reproduce in the nations. So I'm designating you to be the first Gentile to receive the Holy Spirit because I'm going to take your devotion to the secret place and export it to every nation on earth. Some of you guys have a call to reach neighborhoods, cities or, or even nations. If you'll devote yourself to the secret place with God, he will birth something in you that will spread in his time to all four corners of your sphere. It's an awesome secret. The call of God burning in your chest will be uncontainable, unstoppable as you devote yourself to the fiery passion of intimate communion with the lover of your soul. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. So I just, I want to invite you guys to join me over the next weeks, months, years, I hope, where we devote ourselves to our number one goal, to hear God. Uh, let's press forward into new dimensions of kingdom power and glory. The face of Christianity is changed generation by generation by those who discover the power of the secret place. I believe that. All of my heroes throughout 
the Christian faith. They knew about this. They gave themselves to this. And so I just pray that you would join me in saying yes to the secret of the centuries. And what's the secret? The secret place is the secret. Amen? Why don't you stand? Let's pray. Father, give us a taste of, of, of this power, of what it means to, to be in an intimate communion with the lover of our souls. Oh, Father. Just, just pray for a minute. Just ask him in your own words. Help us to burn with a holy desire to, to seek your face, to be in your presence, to hear your voice. Let us burn with that singular passion. Oh, Father, Father, I pray you would just tune our hearts to your voice. Pray you'd open up your scriptures to us so that they would just come alive and we would we would just devour your truth. We'd hear your voice every time we read your scriptures, that we'd hear your voice every time we just get quiet and, and listen. Father, I pray you would just block out, block out the distractions, the noise that tries to keep us. Block every fiery dart that the evil one would try to hurl at us. Put a hedge around us, Father, that would, that would block out hell's attempts to keep us from your presence. Father, I pray that each person's ears, that the ears of their heart would be cranked up to 11. Father, we would hear you more clearly than we ever have. And if there's any who've never felt like they've heard your voice in any way, shape, or form, I, I pray you'd stop them in their tracks and speak a word so clearly they can never again deny that the creator of the universe knows them by name and, and it wants to speak with them. Father, I just pray you would help me to have the discipline to just get quiet, to, don't, to just to not to treat your... your secret place time as though there's just a checklist of things to do, of, of reading, writing, praying, and then it's out the door. But 
give me the discipline, Father, to just be still, to just turn everything off, get quiet, and wait. Because when you speak, Father, I want to be found waiting. I want to be found listening. So I can say, here I am, God, send me. I thank you for every single person in this room and their, their hearts desire to know you more. I pray you would grant that. Today, this week, this month, this year, this would be a year of awakening, a year of, um, of greater levels of, of your presence and your power than we've ever experienced before. I pray the gifts of the Holy Spirit would be in operation in every person in the room, that we would be able to to share your love with others, to share your grace, to share your gospel, and that we would, we would not be afraid to, to bring them along, to say, come on, come on, I want you to, to meet this, this Jesus. Thank you, Father, for everything you're doing in this place and in this city and in this state and in this country, Father. Helps to be good stewards. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay, that's going to do it for this week. I really hope that this message was a blessing to you. If it was, why not subscribe to the podcast on iTunes and leave us a review. It really does help. Thanks, and have a blessed week.